hopefully, you know, people can come to their senses and, and realize that we're all in this thing together. I was hurt a lot of 2020, um, a lot of the social injustice. It's to support equality, really. I think that's the one lesson that I've learned from 2020, you know, is, is just get involved in your community because that, that's where change can happen. As much as you want to avoid it or, or I guess try to avoid it, it's necessary. You, know, you got to have those conversations. You got to enlighten and educate your friends and family, people around you, because a lot of them don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, you know, every month is Black History Month. I don't think that's right to give the shortest month of the year, you know, to honor Black history. But I think it's amazing how, you know, I've seen the progress, you know, be able to honor, you know, the people that have paved the way for Black people on a huge platform. And for that to be acceptable and accepted by a lot of different people is very special. It would be better understood if we continue to voice our problems in this world. Listen, that's an underrated yet should have been labeled as an essential worker type trait. There's beauty in the simplicity, and in this case, listening to those who are really going through it. Because that's the only way you'll learn if you haven't gone through it yourself. This world is already filled with a ton of opinions, gossips, rumors, and talk. Let's march on, lynch it, and be more about that action. You can find strength. You can find light in the darkness for your purpose, for your mindset, for your healing, for your health, for your education. Extend a helping hand. Be who you're called to be. What's up, everyone? You have entered authentically. Welcome. It's time to throw off those metaphorical masks or fronts you put up, and it's time to be authentic. It may be difficult, but it's the only way we'll truly heal, learn, and grow, both individually and collectively as a society. Well, mama, we made it. You have arrived at the last leg of this journey of this NBA series where I spoke with different NBA players and coaches around the league to hopefully gain some more insight into what they learned from what was a crazy 2020 leading up to this year for everyone with the NBA being at the forefront of a lot of social discussions and for you to learn a thing or two that hopefully you are encouraged by and can apply in your life today. So today and every day becomes more than just a trend, more than just a movement, but an everyday, actually living it out, actually loving, respecting, and cherishing others, including those who look different from you and living out a quality type thing. And this episode, it's no different, as the mission is the same, to seek out what was learned and how we can all move forward to fight for what's right, continue the important social justice discussions, no matter what side of the political spectrum you happen to fall under, and how sports can actually play an important role in being an impact and a change agent for the better. For this one, you'll definitely need to buckle up, keep your arms, head, feet, and hands in at all times because we're not just making one or two stops. We're going cross country here. Let's go. And let's tip this off with a dude you may know from UCLA, a guard who was guarded by his pops during the season where his dad advocated for him a lot, along with his siblings, <laughs> from the Lake Show to New Orleans. He was with the Pelicans when I spoke to him. And now in Chi-Town, it's all in the name, right? Well, he can ball it up as he's none other than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> hey, Lonzo, my question is more related to uh, in light of Black History Month. Just wondering, I know we've had some time to reflect, you know, on, on what transpired over these past um, these past months and what happened in 2020 with social injustice issues. I'm just wondering uh, what year, what lessons you might have learned that you hope to instill moving forward uh, in, in light of what we're celebrating right now. Um, exactly what you said. You, know, you got to keep moving forward, uh, keep pushing forward to do better, you know, as a country, as a whole, and just to support equality, really. I mean, last, last year, I think people finally started broadcasting a lot more, you know, getting out to the public 
And I think that just has to continue to happen. People got to continue to do better. Hey, appreciate your time, Lonzo. From Chi-Town, back to the Big Easy. There's nothing easy about matching up against Ball's longtime teammate in the league, Brandon Ingram. The second pick in the 2016 draft out of Duke. I'm sure he's going to follow along to his alma mater and Coach K's last season. But for his NBA squad, I'm sure he's going to take on an even bigger role than he already had with Lonzo gone. Ingram simply puts up bucket after bucket after bucket. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Brandon Ingram. Hey, Brandon, um, I know in light of Black History Month, uh, 2020 was a crazy year with social injustice. And I'm just wondering for you personally, um, with it almost being the end of this month, what you think the key is, some lessons you learned from 2020 that you hope to keep the conversation and these important issues and topics moving forward, even beyond Black History Month. Well, I think it's important to continue to speak how we feel in, in, this, in this era of life um, where we feel as, as black people. And I think uh, the communication is going to help so on and so forth. I think it would be better understood if we continue to voice our problems in this world and uh, continue to, to push equality. Salama, Brandy. That's thank you in Tagalog, the Filipino language. Now on to Ingram's alma mater's rival, one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports, North Carolina, and one of its own Danny Green had a great time chopping it up with Danny as he had some major insight into what he learned from 2020 leading into this year, including talking the importance of not just having a Black History Month, but continuing this social justice conversation. Now, Danny knows a thing or two about bringing home the hardware. An NBA champion with the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors. Now with Philly, if there's anything we know about Green, is that he's straight green. Money from three. Everybody, Danny Green! Hey! Hey, Danny, how's it going? I know with it being Black History Month, we've had about over a month now to reflect on what happened in 2020. Just wondering, your thoughts and the lessons you learned, especially when it came to social injustice issues that you hope to implement maybe on the quarter off moving forward this year and, and years to come. I miss so much, man, especially through this past year. Um, I've had no choice. Um, not saying that I, my dad was a history, major history teacher, told me a lot, but I think all of us had no choice but to step up um, to be, you know, vocal platform for our communities of, you know, what kind of change we want. Um, so I've learned a lot about history. I learned a lot about uh, how it repeats itself and it's crazy that, and how, you know, nothing's impossible seeing with the times that we live in now, anything is, is possible, anything can happen. Um, so yeah, we're talking about it, you know, on a day to day and have uncomfortable conversations with people um, as much as you want to avoid it, or, or I guess try to avoid it, it's necessary. You know, you got to have those conversations. You got to enlighten and educate your friends and family, people around you, because a lot of them don't know. And you know, you've known these people for so long and you don't realize it until something like this happens. Um, so I guess the biggest, thing that I try to implement or take away from it is to continue to have the conversation, even though it's uncomfortable, continue to educate each other uh, and continue to push to find, find ways to, to, you know, to make our world, our place, our communities better. Hey, there's nothing like a little in-house rivalry, right? You already know my wife and I have a little friendly in-house rivalry between Detroit and LA. For Nasir Little, he had a teammate last year who hooped at his alma mater's rival, which just so happens to be one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. Nasir Little is a North Carolina Tar Heel, while his teammate with the Portland Trail Blazers last season was Duke's Gary Trent Jr. Now they played similar positions at the guard slash wing and both did their thing with Portland. Of course, showing that whenever there's rivalries, you can come together under a common cause to fight 
for something bigger than yourselves, putting aside any unhealthy competition, jealousy, and hopefully having it be healthy competition, spurring each other on to be successful at the craft instead of becoming resentful. Sure, it's Duke, North Carolina, it's just hoops, right? <laughs> True. Yet what if sports could be an example of how we could actually come together as a society to work together for the common good? Your quote-unquote rival and you coming together to put aside differences and fight for what's right. Nasir and Gary were a part of a squad in the Portland Trailblazers that aimed at doing just that. They started up a racial injustice fund where they advocate for racial justice and police form per the Blazer site, which also states that contributions from leadership, players, and employees have seeded this fund and they invite fans to donate with 100% of your gift going to nonprofits working in this space. If you feel called to help give, you can donate at nba.com slash blazer slash commitment. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nasir Little. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Nas, nice. appreciate the time. My question's more uh, in light of Black History Month. I know the NBA's done a great job of honoring Black History Month. The Blazers have their racial justice initiative. Just wondering, I know it's given us over a month to reflect on what was a crazy 2020 with social injustice and wondering what some of the lessons you might have learned from 2020 to carry on and keep the conversation moving forward even beyond 2020 and Black History Month. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, you know, every month is Black History Month. And, you know, that's just how I've always, you know, viewed it. I don't think that's right to give the shortest month of the year, you know, to honor Black history. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I just, I think it's amazing how, you know, I've seen the progress and now organizations like the NBA, we can all come together and all, you know, get stories out there and, you know, be able to honor, you know, the people that have paved the way for Black people you know, on a huge platform. And for that to be acceptable and accepted by a lot of different people is very special. So hopefully over time, you know, that kind of uh, process can keep growing and uh, we can keep, uh, you know, making a change in this world. Muito obrigado, Nasir. That means thank you very much in Portugal, the country I am currently in. As you can see, aqui, right now, here, agora. Well, from the city of brotherly love to Portland to some brotherly love with this next NBA forward. I had a great talk with Jake Lehman. Real, recognized real, and Jake was passionate about a cause I'm about. Young Life, a Christian youth organization, making moves in society, impacting young lives for the kingdom. And what was interesting was hearing how Jake, as a white man, chose to listen. Listen. We got two ears and one mouth, right? For a reason. That's an underrated yet should have been labeled as an essential worker type trait. There's beauty in the simplicity, and in this case, listening to those who are really going through it. Because that's the only way you'll learn if you haven't gone through it yourself. Appreciate Jake providing a perspective of someone who has white privilege and hope you, whether you're white, black, Asian, Filipino, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, whichever ethnicity you represent, will learn from how to best help as a white person with whatever your background is in this social justice movement. Hey, Jake, appreciate the time, man. Uh, congrats on fatherhood as well. That's major. Um, yeah, of course. So my question, so today is the, the last day of February, meaning the last day of Black History Month, right? But what are some lessons that you learned maybe from 2020 with all the social injustice issues or even from this past month, Jake, as you bring in um, a little one into this world that you hope to, some lessons you hope to instill uh, to your little one or just to your own life, maybe moving forward to keep the conversation continuing even throughout uh, the rest of the year, even though it's not, you know, Black History Month or 2020 anymore. 
Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think something that personally that I've learned, um, you know, because I, I do I do regret with my time in, in Portland, you know, that I did not get as involved as I should have been in the black community um, in Portland. So, you know, I think that's something that I brought here to Minneapolis. Um, you know, me, me and my wife have just been trying to trying to get involved in stuff, you know, working with, with, with different youth groups. We've worked with um, Young Life out here in, um, in North Minneapolis, you know, a, a lot of great kids there who need help. So, you know, I think I think that's the one lesson that I've learned from 2020, you know, is, is just get involved in your community um, because that, that's where change can happen. You know, it's hard to make the, the national changes happen. Um, but, you know, I think I think in, in, in your community as an NBA player, you, you can make a lot of change. Appreciate it, Jake. Young Life's great, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, appreciate it, Jake. Another good conversation was with Lonzo Ball's now head coach, Billy Donovan. Donovan addressed how he learned from his black teammates, then coaches, on what they have to deal with on a daily basis as a colored person, and how he never really had to experience those types of conversations with his children about police because he's white. He also addressed the important social justice issues at hand related to Filipinos, man, and Asian Americans. You know, all the injustice that goes on, you know, whether it's the Filipinos or Asians, you know, African-Americans, whoever it may be, it's, it's not right. I think we're at a time where, you know, hopefully we all can look at each other as, as human beings, as people. Donovan is in episode six. You can scroll on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Click on that. That was one of my favorite conversations. Check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can find that video right here. Especially since he shouted out Filipinos, man. <laughs> I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one along with all the other ones, including Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, Chris Paul, and more. Well, as mentioned before, it's all in the name, right? Yes, sir. What better way to start wrapping up this series than including someone whose literal name is Justice. <laughs> yes, Justice Winslow. What a name, man. I actually looked up why he was named Justice, and he recently shared how the name came about in a press conference with his new team, the LA Clippers. As Sports Illustrated's Joey Linsip reported that at the Clips' first day of training camp, Winslow said his name was supposed to be Justin, but his older brother kept calling him Justice, and that with his mom liking to be original, she just replaced the C with an S. And just like that, Justice for Justice name. And for Justice's game, another Duke dude in this episode, he can ball out as well. The Clippers are, I'm sure, happy to have him, and I was happy to talk to him, to hear what he learned, and hopefully it's encouraging to you. Ladies and gentlemen, talking social justice, it's Justice Winslow. <laughs> hey, Justice, you know, just going off what you were just saying, um, I know it's been a crazy year, 2020. I'm just wondering... You know, with, with the adversity you face, with the injury, and specifically with the social injustice issues in 2020, did that give you some time, maybe with the injury, to think and reflect on that year and how not just in Black History Month we can continue this conversation moving forward uh, with your family, with on the court and off the court? Yeah, I mean, I think with going through an injury, you have to take a second and zoom out. Um, you know, basketball has always been a big part of my life, a big aspect of my life, um, and you get hurt, and that's kind of taken away. So you got to figure out you know, different ways to find that joy and that meaning and that purpose in life. And so I was hurt a lot of 2020, um, a lot of the social injustice, a lot of the, the, the murders and the killings, a lot of the um, prosecutions um, or the lack thereof. So it was just, it was a whirlwind for me, um, trying to balance everything, um, being away from my family, um, wondering how the virus was gonna affect them. So um, this hasn't been an easy year um, for anybody, but, um, I just try to stay with it, lean on the people that 
uh, mean a lot to me. But um, it's definitely uh, been a crazy, you know, 14 months, uh, 15 months for me. Muchas gracias, Justice. As I'm sure you know, that's thank you very much in Espanol, Spanish. Well, take a breath. You've made it. Let me just drop this mic real quick, but I gotta catch it. Congratulations. A little golf clap for you if you're on the road, on a road trip. Congratulations. It's been a journey, man, filled with fun, insight, learning, and hopefully some growth as we seek to understand and truly listen to each other. This world is already filled with a ton of opinions, gossips, rumors, and talk. Let's march on, lynch it, and be more about that action, knowing who our true boss is, AKA the one who made everything in the first place and is the definition of love, the solution we need in this world filled with hate, AKA Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Let's look to him and how to let our game speak, let our action speak, cause you already know actions speak louder than words. Well, speaking of actions, last but certainly not least, here's a guy who mostly lets his action speak in his game on the court. You may know him as the bearded dude. You may know him as the NBA's MVP, the consummate bucket getter and year after year NBA leading scorer. From sixth man Savon and OKC to MVP in Houston, they're rocketing to Brooklyn. He's now in contention to win a title either this year or in years to come, playing alongside the likes of KD and Kyrie. Yo, this scorer can shoot drive and get to the line one of the very best in the game and in the game's history ladies and gentlemen give a big round of applause for james harden Woo! james how you doing today man hey so basically i know it's been a few months since we've all kind of had uh, a few months to reflect on what was a crazy 2020 in particular the social injustice issues i'm just wondering james um how what lessons you might have learned james that we can apply to our, our all of our lives and to your life personally on the court off the court to keep the conversation moving forward i know there's a lot that's been happening in the asian american community recently obviously to my uh, black and hispanic brothers and sisters uh what, what's what are some lessons you've learned that people can apply to continue the conversation james that's it just continue to spread the the, the awareness i think you know the more we can continue to talk about it continue to put you know you know put it into action um you know, the, the more op of opportunity we have to come, you know, kind of, you know, nipping this thing in the bud. There's, you know, there's been times where the conversation has been happening and then we kind of like let it die down. I think, you know, as of these last few months and it's been an action, action that's been put in place. That's great. And hopefully, you know, people can come to their senses and, and realize that we're all in this thing together, you know, and, 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 you know, once we get that and everyone has that mindset, the world will be a better place. Merci beaucoup, James. That's, thank you in French, obviously. Wow, it's truly been an amazing ride. Thank you. As you say in Portugal here, muito obrigado, or in the Filipino Tagalog language, salama, or what you may already be familiar with that Espanol, muchas gracias for joining me. From Chicago to LA, to Charlotte, to New Orleans, to Phoenix, to Portland, via Zoom, you've rocked with me and taken this adventure with me appreciate you i hope this has been encouraging with the motivational talks woven into this series along with what these players and coaches have learned and had to say about what's going on in the world in the u.s off the court as much as on it today whatever you're going through right now whether you're having the time of your life or your time is filled with depression and anxiety know wherever you are wherever you're at whatever you're going through know that through it all, you can find hope. You can find rest. You can find strength. 
You can find light in the darkness. You can find peace. You can find answers. You can find refreshment. You can find an advocator on your behalf, a lover like no other, a power unmatched. You can find the way. You can find the truth. You can find the life. All you have to do is look to the way, the truth, the life, the one who paid the ultimate price, who gave up his life for you and for me, who makes the blind see, the lame walk, the dead rise. He came to earth a man, yet a king and perfect. His name, Jesus. <laughs> and he just so happens to be the ultimate solution for your pain, for your drama, for your finances, for your marriage, for your friendships, for your family, for your politics, for your religion, for your purpose, for your mindset, for your healing, for your health, for your education, for your profession, for the key to unlocking your future and racial reconciliation and social justice. Peace. Drop the mic. But I still got to catch it. <laughs> Whew. If after hearing this NBA series, you feel called to help in some capacity to fight for what's right when it comes to social justice, Google a social justice movement in your community you could help out or be a part of. Join your local church or community groups that are seeking to inspire change in their community. It starts with being kind to your neighbors, to those who look different than you. Start with that. Actually do that. Love one another. That is so crucial. And if you'd like to help further, there's a foundation started by John and Vera Mae Perkins. The John and Vera Mae Perkins Foundation for Justice, Reconciliation, and Community Development, which is a nonprofit organization that teaches and promotes the principles of Christian community development and racial reconciliation. Through years of experience among the poor, Dr. John Perkins recognized that the problems encountered by those living in West Jackson, Mississippi, and similar communities cannot be solved without strong commitments and risky actions on the part of ordinary Christians with heroic faith. He observed that most creative long-term solutions to the problems of the poor came from grassroots and church-based efforts of people who saw themselves as the replacements, the agents of Jesus here on earth and in their own neighborhoods and communities. John, Vera May, and their families had ministered among the poor for the past 56 years. In 1960, the couple left a successful life in California and moved back to Mendenhall, Mississippi to begin living out a new principle. In 12 years, John Perkins helped start a daycare center, youth program, church, cooperative farm, thrift store, housing repair ministry, a health center, and an adult education program. John and Vera May also organized their communities during the civil rights era. With marches, community action, and bravely taking a stand in their own personal lives, John and Vera May led the way for civil disobedience. Their children were some of the first students to integrate their local schools and they sheltered the difficulties of that time together as a family. John was brutally beaten by law enforcement during this time. He was in prison after he attempted to free black college students from Tougaloo College and Jackson State University who had been jailed for the freedom marching with the Perkins. You can continue to fight for freedom with Perkins, with yourself, your spouse, your family, your loved ones, your friends, your community. If you'd like to donate to their cause, you can do so at jvmpf.org slash donate. That's jvmpf.org slash donate. And if you would like to report a racist incident in the Asian American Pacific Islander community, an area that I'm passionate about raising awareness for, you can do so at stopaapihate.org slash act now. That's stopaapihate.org slash act now because it's time to act now, to stand up for what's right. Reach out, extend a helping hand. 
Be who you're called to be. It's time to let go, let go, let God, and let's go. Hey. Whoo, thank you for watching. Hey, the reveal just happened. Reek to cap off this whole series on social justice. Couldn't think of anybody better. Um, I know when I was doing this series, my mom actually was like, hey, you know who you, you should talk to? Dr. John Perkins. So it's an honor, a joy, a privilege, and I'm grateful to God that his life is fighting for racial reconciliation and doing so in an authentic, tangible way. And I couldn't be more excited to talk to him to just really find out exactly how to best go about continuing this conversation because he's lived his life being a part of the conversation every single day. So you're not going to want to miss this one to, you know, play, piece all this together to, to recap this whole series on racial reconciliation and social justice. It's Dr. John Perkins coming to you unauthentically. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm super excited. Man, I'm feeling it right now, man. Uh, I'm gonna go give my wife a kiss. I'm gonna go <laughs> um, have a little bit of a coffee, even though it's six, you know, p.m. Got some more work to do. Have some Pedras. Um, it's, uh, it's a sparkling water with Limao, lemon here in Portugal. And yeah, uh, it's time to let go, let God, let's go. It's time to seek out true change and reconciliation, man. Thank you for being a part of me with this journey. There's more to come, more series. You already know what the next series is gonna be about. Mental health, particularly um, knowing that you're not alone, fellow men out there. We can fight through this thing together all day, every day. Let's go.